0: number four. First John chapter number four, The word of God is just amazing, isn't it? From chapter two first John, the Bible starts mentioning love toward the brethren. And then chapter 3, he preaches through the whole chapter about loving the brethren. In chapter 4, he preaches about loving the brethren and about how God is love. And and the whole book, 1 John, chapter number 5, our whole book, 1 John, from chapters 1 through 5, is dealing with salvation. Genuine salvation, fruit in the life of believers, how I'm supposed to be how you are supposed to be, how we are supposed to be to each other. And um, if you'll just notice with me, and um, chapter 3, verse number um, 14 and 15. And then we will jump from there, because it carries the same context, we'll jump and we'll pick up in verse number 22. We know... That we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. The Bible said in Romans chapter 5 that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts Amen. by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So when, when I got saved or when you got saved, the Holy Spirit immediately came in to our hearts. Yes. And, and this love, it was, it was just there. But notice the wording, I brought this out last week. It said it was shed abroad. That means that there was a mass distribution of the love of God in our hearts if we're saved. Amen? So we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. John thirteen, thirty-five, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples, and that you have love one to another. Then it said, He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. And so, what, what a horrible and such a, a sad way of speaking. You know, it's amazing. Writing, I don't know about for you, but I mentioned this last week. For me, writing is very difficult. Writing is difficult because it, when you write words, it's very difficult to portray a tone. Or, or exactly what you're feeling in the words. Yes. That's why words, when typed or written, are often misunderstood. And that's why contexts are often debated, even in the Bible. But but by the Holy Ghost, the Apostle John wrote so softly, so tenderly, through this whole book, you could just feel it. It's like James. James, everything he says, it's like a sharp sword coming and going, cutting, every, every way. Well, 1 John is sharp, but it's so soft, but so true. And, and, and here, while he's speaking so softly, he, he says these words He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. What a challenge to me. What a challenge to you. Because it's, that's, a, that's a direct statement, and that's truth. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. And so, my question where are we abiding? Where are we abiding? First John chapter 1 mentioned there were two places you could abide. You could either walk in the light or walk in darkness. You can't do both. You, with Jesus, we cannot be a fence straddler. He said you cannot serve God and mammon. It's either all the way, only his way, or it's, it's not at all. Yes. God, if we read his word and study his word, he has not negotiated with us, and and, and he has not done that. And so so God, when when we get saved, the Holy Spirit comes into our heart. The Bible teaches us that these things written in the book of 1 John should naturally start popping up in our life. That's why he says, our love, if you go back into verse number 12, he said, our love for each other is not as Cain who slew his brother. Notice verse 15, whosoever hated his brother is a murderer. God forbid that we have murder in our heart. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. And you know that no murder hath eternal life abiding in him. But now, let's go to these next verses. In verse number 22, and we'll read through chapter 4, verse 6. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because, notice that word because, very important there. We keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. Beloved. Now remember the chapters and verses, the numbers, these were not written with the text. So this was all just one letter. So the thought is just carrying on. He didn't stop and then just pick up later. He's just carrying right on. Beloved, so who's he talking to? You and me. The redeemed, the saved, the born again, the little ones that he mentions. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know we the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore speak the of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now, with that last phrase there, if you'll turn with me back into chapter 3, in verse number 10. Chapter 3, in verse number 10. In this the children of God are manifest and the children of who the devil whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of god neither he that loveth not his brother so so this truth about our love for each other it tells us right here in the word of god it tells us plainly that that not just that but all the way from chapter number 1 all the way to where we are right now we find in chapter 3 verse 10 that these verses reveal to us who is the child of God and who is the child of the devil. Then then over here in chapter 4, verse 6, it says that what else is revealed to us? The spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And so if we could pick up in verse number 22, I'd like to look at these words together. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. What, 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 what a strong way of speaking. I mean, my friend, let me ask, can you say, can I say that whatsoever we ask, we receive of him? There's very few people I've met or know that say everything they ask God for, they receive it. Look with me in chapter five, verse number 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. And so our prayer is supposed to match the word of God. So if we want to know if we're praying according to the will of God if we want to know if we are operating according to the will of God, what does the word of God say? That's how we know. But notice that the sentence did not end there in verse number 22. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Notice the next word. Because. Because. There is a reason that this apostle could say, whatsoever they asked, they received it. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. John chapter 14 verse 21, my life verse. I have two life verses, John 14, 21 and Psalm 2, 8. Psalm 2, 8 was about missions. John 14, 21 is about trying to live for God. He said in John 14, 21, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them. He it is that loveth me. Jesus identified who the one is that truly loves him. What a test for me. What a test for you. Certainly at times we'll all fall short. But are we the one that seeks to keep his commandments? Are we the one that seeks to walk by his commandments? Notice the wording here. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. What a challenge that is if we're going to live scripturally, if me, if you are going to live scripturally, what a challenge that is to keep his commandments and to do those things that are pleasing in in his sight. Notice verse number 23 and this is his commandment and this is his commandment. So it hasn't changed. The word of God is the word is right there is very important. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 30 verse 5 every word of God is pure Amen. Yep. so there's no words that are in the Bible by accident yep. the Lord was not filling space. The word is, it it, it was there yesterday, it was there today, and it will be there tomorrow. Just like the Bible tells us Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is his commandment. It was his commandment yesterday. It's his commandment today. It's how he wants it to be tomorrow. This is his commandment. (laughs) And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. And love one another as he gave us commandments. So you have two things mentioned here. In, in, the, in the scriptures, and I, I, this just came to my mind, the, the verses that talk about the, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord, and the second is like unto it, to love our neighbors. Amen? Yep. And, and so, and this is the commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. And so my friend... If we believe on, on His Son Jesus Christ, what does that mean? Well, there is a doctrine that is propagated today that is that is mental, and it and it is well. I agree, this is all true, and 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 and, and they have a, a head knowledge. They have a religion. Some of them go to church, but it never it never got here. I remember when I was lost, and by no means am I telling you to compare everything to me, but we all speak our testimony, amen? I remember when I was lost that I believed everything that was written in this book was true. I would argue with my lost friends who were wicked, heathen infidels, and they didn't believe that God was real. And, and, And I would argue with them about the words in the Bible are true. But yet they were not here. My dad, I, I may have told you, my dad, he wasn't a preacher. My dad's a soldier. And my dad, he, he talked to me like a soldier. Sunday morning, he'd wake, he'd wake me up and say, son, get up. We're going to church. I said, I don't want to go. He said, well, if you're going to live here, you're going. Get up. And, and, and he'd take me to church. And, and he'd tell me, son, your friends are garbage. They're going to lead you to hell. You need to get saved. And he'd tell me that. Was it easy to hear? No. No, it wasn't easy to hear, but he cared about me. And he was telling me the truth. He was warning me. He told me he used to, couldn't sleep at night because he was afraid the police were going to call and I'd either be dead and in hell or locked up and in jail. He'd take me to church and I'd sit on the back pew and when the preacher had preached and I'd give the invitation, I'd fight the tears. Believing every word of this was true. Believing every word of it was true right here. Agreeing with every word that the Son of God Had died, was buried, and rose again right here. I agreed. But he would knock on my soul. He would draw me in conviction. He would woo my heart. And I would sit back there fighting the tears. You know what my problem was? It's written in John chapter 3, verse number 19. And this is the condemnation. That means this is why people go to hell. Yep. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world and men love darkness yep. rather right. than light because their deeds were evil. Amen. I, I wanted Jesus and my wickedness. I wanted Jesus and the world. You can't have it. Yep. That's why Jesus said in Luke chapter 13, verse 3, Nay, I tell you, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Oh, I've heard the preachers They'll attack repentance. Well, the same Jesus that said John three sixteen is the same Jesus that said Luke 13, 3. Yep. Amen? Amen? I've heard the preachers say that, well, repentance isn't in John chapter 3. The word's not, but the doctrine is. Yes. And this is the condemnation, that men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. My heart was not willing to open to the Son of God Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, he said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man, that's everybody. So this doctrine and heresy that Jesus come to save some and send others to hell, it's wicked and it's not biblical. Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door. See, I wouldn't open the door. I would stand back there and I would fight the son of God. I would fight the conviction. I was not willing To repent and receive him as my Savior. He said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. That word, I will, in English language, it teaches us two things. It teaches us that he wants to, and it teaches us that he's going to. It's a twofold promise. I will. And so, and this is his commandment. That we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And love one another. But that's not just what it said. Not just to love one another. As he gave us commandment. He tells us in the scriptures how to love each other. My friend, there is a doctrine today, and the best way that I know how to expose it is to tell you a, an example. I was on the plane in December, flying to Korea. And I had a Catholic man sitting next to me, and I witnessed to him for about an hour. And, and there was another man back here, a couple rows back, and he was listening to everything I was saying, and I had no idea. And this Catholic man, he asked me, he said, well, we, we went on to another conversation after I'd given the gospel and so forth, and, 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 um, and he started asking me, he said, Well, what kind of movies do you like to watch? And I said, well, to be honest, my friend, I don't really like to watch many things because, and I told him, I said, this sodomite agenda is trying to be pushed everywhere. And I said, I'm sickened by it. And he was, and and, and I told him, I said, it's even in cartoons for kids. I was just having a conversation with the man right next to me. And there was a man from behind me. He come up to me and he said, it's Christians like you that make me not want to be a Christian. He said, my daughter is gay. And see, he had a thought in his mind that that if you love somebody, then you just have to go along with whatever they say. Or you just have to go along with whatever they feel or or whatever whatever they believe. But the book of Proverbs will tell us that a brother is born for adversity. The Bible said the kisses of an enemy are deceitful, but faithful are the wounds of a friend. A friend can tell you the truth without being your enemy. A friend can love you and disagree with you yes. without being your enemy. Amen. My friend, this love here in the Word of God when we are commanded to love each other, this is an action. This is an action. And it is a daily action. God does not desire a warfare among believers. Amen. Amen. That is the doctrine of the Bible. Yes. And anybody, me or anybody who doesn't agree with that, then we are wrong. God does not desire that. He desires us to love each other. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another as he gave us commandment. Notice verse number 24. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him and he in him. Look with me in John chapter 14, please. John chapter 14 in verse number 21. John chapter fourteen and verse number twenty one. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. So you see this agrees. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him, what does that mean? That means the person who is keeping the commandment of God is dwelling in God. Yes. Amen. And, the, and, and God is dwelling in them. And You know what God desires? God desires to dwell in me. Yes. God desires for me to dwell in him. Yes. God desires to dwell in you. Yes. And God desires for you to dwell in him. Amen. And God desires to dwell in us. Yes. And God Amen. desires for us to dwell in him. Yes. Amen. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. But notice this next part of the verse. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. The spirit. What kind of spirit do I have? What kind of spirit do you have? Look with me in the book of Galatians chapter number 5. Galatians chapter number 5. This is supposed to be the spirit that I have. This is supposed to be the spirit that we all have. And and, and what is so necessary is that constantly we are seeking to be in this place. You see, my friend, you are wrapped in flesh. I am wrapped in flesh. The Bible teaches us very, very clearly, we are all depraved. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. That's my heart. That's your heart. That's not only for lost people. That is for saved people. And we're going to see that right here. In in chapter 4, verse 1, let's finish verse number 24 of chapter 3. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know. For those that are lacking assurance, here's another one. Hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. What is that Spirit supposed to be like? We find it in chapter 5 of Galatians, verse 22 and verse 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. That should be our spirit. And, and we should pray and, and seek God and yield to his word, seeking to be controlled in this way. Look with me in chapter four, verse number one. Beloved, this is talking to me. This is talking to you. This is talking to every one of us who are saved. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Now, I know where I know where we are. I know where we are tonight. We are in America. And a lot of things that in America, when it comes to demons and devils and people, they don't, they don't believe it's real. Well, my friend, it is. The devil is real, demons are real, and and they can't possess you if you are saved. But they can oppress you. And not only that, they want to seek to deceive you and me. They want to seek to destroy you. They want to seek to lead us astray from the truth. So the Apostle John, he said right here, beloved, he's talking to the saved. Beloved, believe not every spirit but notice what he says here but try the spirits this word try i looked it up i went to the greek word and then looked at the definition and and it means to test to examine and to scrutinize that's what it means and so the context here is when something is tugging at you when something or, or at me I'm not just preaching to you. I'm preaching to all of us. When something is tucking at us or we feel impressed or moved or led or something by a spirit or a feeling or an emotion, we are to test, examine, and scrutinize it. But how do we do that? Bible said, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. So because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Well, the way that we are going to test this is by the word of God. That's how we're going to try the spirit. You see, if, if you read 2 Peter chapter 1, we'll find out that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, is the author of the word of God. So what the Holy Ghost tells somebody to do, the word of God will agree with. Yep. Now, now, it doesn't mean that there's not going to be a spirit tell somebody to do something. It doesn't mean that, but if the Holy Ghost leads somebody to do something, if the Holy Ghost tells somebody to do something, then it's going to agree with the scripture. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. If you'll look with me in Romans chapter 16, and I'll try to show you this in the scriptures, Romans chapter 16. In verse number 17 and 18. Now I beseech you. So Paul is writing here and he is, he is begging people to listen to him. Beseeching them. Now I beseech you brethren mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned and avoid them. So where's the doctrine that we learned? It's in the Bible. And so those that will cause defense, uh, um, cause um, divisions and offenses that are contrary to the Bible. And it's talking here about preachers that will preach something that is not written in the word of God. Or preach something, better yet, that goes contrary to what is written in the word of God. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned. And notice what it says. And avoid them. And notice the next verse. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And notice the words here. And by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Think about it. When a woman is sitting in a church and she hears somebody preach or sing and she says, oh, the Holy Spirit called me to be a preacher. Well, what's the problem with that? The Bible does not agree. And if you think back, and, and if I think back, I have heard, you have heard, people say, well, God told me to do this. God told me to do that. While somebody was preaching. But my friend, many times... It goes against what's written in the Word of God. And maybe they have a feeling, and maybe the whole place agreed with them. That doesn't matter. What matters is what is written in the Word of God. Amen. So I said, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. And the Bible just told us that with, with fair speeches, they deceive the hearts of the simple. That's why Paul admonishes us to know the word of God, to study the word of God, to read the word of God. When I preach or when anybody else preaches, it should agree with the word of God. And if it doesn't, then we should not receive it. And so he says here, verse number two, hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. So I I prayed over this and I looked at this verse and and, and I tried my best. And by no means, am I perfect or do I I know everything? But I was seeking in the context of this verse. Because there's cults out there that will say, well, Jesus Christ came in the flesh. And, And so understanding the meaning here. If you'll notice with me, hereby know ye the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth that, and it said Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. My friend, this is this is the Jesus of the Bible. Yep. Now, now, people create their own Jesus. Yep. It, and it, it happens. I mean, maybe you've done it, maybe I've done it. People can create their own Jesus. But the context of this verse... It's talking about the, the, the word Christ. It means the Messiah. Yep. And, and so here the Apostle John is saying, every spirit that confesseth not that the Messiah, Jesus Christ, has come in the flesh is not of God. He's talking about the Jesus Christ of the Bible. Yes. He, he's not talking about the Jesus that just a church promotes. And he's not talking about a, a, a Jesus that, that I created or that you create. He's talking about the Jesus Christ of the Bible. And so, so it's going to agree with, yes, that he was virgin born, that he lived a sinless life, that he was crucified, that he was buried, and that he rose again. But it's also going to agree with everything else that he preached and taught. It's not going to be in opposition of him. You see, if you go back in the book of John, I believe it's chapter 16. The Lord Jesus Christ said that when he sends the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will teach and say those things that the Lord Jesus Christ himself spoke. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Look with me in chapter 5. In verse number 7, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And notice the words here. And these three are one. So there is unity among the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. There's unity in what they say. There's unity in what, they, what, they, what the Holy Ghost says and what the Word of God says. There is unity in it. Hereby know you the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. And so, so when we can go back into the Word of God and show and preach and teach and speak those things that were spoken by the Son of God, all through the word of god and 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 it's not received, and that spirit does not receive it, then we know two things: it's not the spirit of God, and it is the spirit of the antichrist yep. and 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 sadly. We have to be careful. I have to be careful. You have to be careful because that spirit, you can't lose your salvation if you're saved. But the spirit, it can influence me and it can influence you. That's why it's important that we seek the Lord. That's why it's so important that we stay in the word of God. That's why it's so important that we seek by the grace of God to walk in his ways. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of the Antichrist. But notice what it says here. Whereof ye have heard that it should come. And even now already is it in the world. So, so 2,000 years ago, the Apostle John said, well, here it is. And my friend, it, it rages today. And may I say this, because sometimes when we preach... We, we preach like we have it all together, and and then everyone else is wrong. My friend, this is trying to ruin me. This is trying to ruin you. This is the, this spirit of the Antichrist, this spirit of the devil, this spirit of the world, this spirit of error, this spirit of darkness. It wants to attack you, me. The thief cometh not, but what? For to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's not the the spirit of the Son of God. And and so, so we can, as we look at these things, we can identify the spirit, the Holy Ghost, and the spirit of Antichrist. And the meaning of this was to reveal in me, to me, where I am with God. When I read and study, God will use his word to speak to me. When you read and study, God will use his word to speak to you. Amen. And, and may I say, we all need it, amen. Sure. Yep. Whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. Verse number four, year of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. My, my friend, in myself, I can't overcome anything. And in yourself, you can't overcome anything. But in the Lord Jesus Christ, yes. we can. Look with me in chapter 5, verse 4. Whatsoever, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Yes. Our faith is not only supposed to be, yeah, Jesus died, buried, and rose again, and I believe in him, and I got salvation, I'm going to heaven. That, that's the beginning of our faith. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's when you get saved. Yep. But verse 10, it tells us what's next. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in them. God desires for us to walk in his way. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That that one that's greater is the Holy Ghost. That spirit of God. Is he in you? If he is, then he will show you these things are true. And as you read and study yourself from chapter 1 to here, God will be revealing in, in you these things should be in your life. And if you're saved and they're not, then God should be revealing to you that you need to repent and allow these things to flow through your life. Nowhere in the word of God does God give anybody a special permission to live in rebellion against his word. Nowhere. Nowhere. But is it not true, my brothers and sisters, that there are many that live in such a way? The Bible teaches us that these things should be coming out in our life. And yes, everybody grows in different stages, and, and, and that's understandable. Nobody is, is, is always at the same place and, and so forth. Of course not. None of us will reach perfection until we receive that glorified body. Yep. Amen. Verse number five, they are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God, verse number six, he that knoweth God heareth us, he that is not of God heareth not us. So here the admonition is we need to be careful what we hear and what we receive, especially the teachings about God and how he wants us to live and how he wants us to be. We find here that those that are of the world It's so easy for them to accept the teachings of the world. So you come in and preach the word of God. And what happened with the son of God in John chapter 6? Well, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? Flip over there with me real quick and I'll I'll show you something. John chapter 6. I I brought this out one time, but I want to show you again. John chapter 6 in verse number 60. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? So, to be clear, they're talking about what Jesus Christ was preaching and teaching in the verses before. And they said, Hey, this is hard. Who wants to hear this? Now, look at verse uh, verse 66. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Do you notice there that it's 666? Interesting, isn't it? They heard the word of God. They said it was hard. And they turned and walked away. My friend, sometimes the word of God is hard. And I have to repent. Sometimes the word of God is hard. And you have to repent. And but notice verse number sixty-six or 67. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will ye also go away? My friend, Jesus, of course, he wants us to shout and worship God and, and, and have high church services, but my friend, that is not all we can have. Yes. The Son of God wants us to grow. Yes. The Son of God wants us to change. Yes. The Son of God wants us to mirror what is in his word. Yes. There's a song by the Inspirations that they sing, it's called Flow Through Me, Holy Spirit. And it, it makes me think, That's exactly what should be flowing through our lives, is the Word of God and the Spirit of God. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the Spirit of truth and the Spirit of error. So many times since I've been saved, I've met individuals who say, well, they believe in God, they love God, they serve God and then you show them something in the Bible and, and they, they, they don't receive it. I'll never forget one time in Clemson, I was street preaching, when went in Bible college, and there was a lady in a bar across the street listening to us preach, she walked outside, she sat there with her drink in her hand, listening to us preach, and a few minutes later she walked across the street, tears running down her face, snot running out her nose, under conviction. And she stood there for 30 or 40 minutes, talking to us about the word of god and she was agreeing with everything we said until until I showed her Romans 3:23 for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god. You know she said, "Well, I'm I'm not a sinner." She said, "I'm a nurse. I help people." I said, I said, "Dear ma'am, God's not offended with you helping people. God's offended at the fact that he's holy and you're a sinner and you have sinned." She said, "I'm not a sinner." I said, "Ma'am, you're calling God a liar." So if you haven't sinned, you have now. She would not receive it. She would not receive it. My friend, the Word of God tells us plainly that the people of God, they receive what's written in the Word of God. In closing, may I just say, there is an attack on the Word of God. There is an attack on the authority of the Word of God. It's been around for years. Psalm eleven three. 3. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? They're trying to destroy everything from the book of Genesis. What God said about creation, what God said about sin, what God said about the home, what God said about marriage, what God said about tithing, what God said about the government. It's all trying to be destroyed because if you have no foundation, if they they feel they discredited the foundation, then they feel they've discredited the entire book. God told us in the book of Psalms that He has put His word above His name. This is what He desires in our lives to believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as He gave us commandment. Let's stand.